Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. And I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Hamda. And today's guest is a gift from Tracy's childhood. There's a longtime friend of Tracy's named George. He's been a New York City tattooer for over 25 years, which is really rare. Let's welcome George to the show. Hey-o. George, thank you for being here. You and I'm wait. I'm not that old though. She says 25 years. It's like it makes me elderly. Like I'm not an old guy. <laughs> well, I started very young. We Let's can hear your that. energy. You have, okay. you have young right. energy. You sound you sound young. You don't right. sound like you look. So that's good. Uh, George, you own Pete and Kubo's Tattoo Shop, uh, Queens, New York. Oldest tattoo shop. Oldest in tattoo York, shop. Yes. In oh, you're Queens, sounding old again. <laughs> well, the, the guy who broke me in started it in the 70s, like right. 70s. So. What what year did the actual tattoo shop open? Because I know that it was a lot of garage business. Businesses and it was like out of the house. And then what? What year did the actual tattoo shop open? June second, nineteen ninety seven. Right when they legalized it in New York. Right. Yeah, I was uh, I was there around that time. Now you you guys met when you were thirteen. I was thirteen years old, and you were twenty three. Yeah. Right, that's the age difference? Yeah, 10 years, exactly. How did you meet? You went to a tattoo shop? So I used to hang out at the tattoo shop. Uh, A friend of mine, his grandfather, like, owned the building. So we used to go in and just, like, hang out with the guys. And I thought it was cool. I was 13 years old, and I would just tell Where was your mother? (laughs) Uh, She was home. She was making some sauce. (laughs) But let's not forget, the guy that owned the building was, like, an old-time gangster, like a famous gangster. Really? You know, Tracy walked that line. You know, she... uh. I skirted it a little bit. You know, I had a good time. Uh, I went up. I told people, you know, I used to tell people, like, yeah, I'm 21 years old. <laughs> and they would be like, oh, well, that's not true. But, <laughs> I mean, if you say so. And I don't know. George and I became fast friends. Well, what, and- was, what was your response to this 13-year-old coming into your shop saying she's 21? If you look in my phone, she's listed as Crazy Tracy. <laughs> yeah. like she's, what made she, her crazy? She was just nuts. She was all over the place, you know, always in and out, up to this, up to that. And she just, you know, had a good personality about her. Yeah. Pleasant kid. Did you, you ever know? see Tracy fight? Because this blows my mind. Like, physically fight. No, I can't no. imagine no. Tracy okay. fighting. I think she's a little too intelligent for that. You yeah. would think that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You would think that. No, I haven't. I think that most of my fights have been like a private little uh, viewing, not like an event. Yeah. I didn't really do a lot of event fights. So were you just like running around trying to like have fun, meet people? Yeah. And were tattoos back then, were they considered like now tattoos, uh, like George said before we got on mic, is for like Brooklyn poser hipsters. Sure. Back then (laughs) tattoos was were like kind of a big deal, right? They were a huge deal. So what happened was I grew up in Forest Hills and I was kind of sheltered. Yeah. And then I got into high school and I started hanging out in Howard Beach. Yeah. And 
all of the boys freshman year of high school had Jesus heads uh, tattooed oh, on really? their arms. A lot of Jesus heads. Yeah, yeah. Jesus heads. Yeah. They, they had praying hands with with rosary beads Wait, on the those. chest. Yeah, on the chest. Yes. R.I.P. Nana. Uh, you know, like just like a lot of things. You know, only God could judge me. Things like this. And I was like, "How do you have a tattoo? You're in my class. Yeah. You know, that's not." allowed and they're like no you can get tattoos when you're younger like if your parents don't give a shit about you you could just get a tattoo I mean, you're really not supposed <laughs> to buy law but, right you know, it's, <laughs> but it's like a different time then like, sure the parents don't give a shit loophole parents don't care they're like no, yeah do whatever you know, not all parents at first we didn't do it yeah and then we were starting to get a lot of parents that were coming up Really? And they were like, my kid went and got tattooed somewhere. You got to fix it or you got to cover it. Oh. So we're like, basically, look, if you're the parents and you say he could get it, like you could get it. Like I'm getting tattooed since I'm 14. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. You get tattooed then, you just had to say you were 18 and a pair of balls in case your parents found out. <laughs> right. You, you know, now well, that's the whole thing. You got to make sure your parents don't find out. So you have yeah. to get it in a place that is covered. Oh, so, right. That's Well, I have a nipple piercing yes. and I got that because my mom, my mom hates your hates nipples. tattoos, oh. hates piercings. She's a super liberal person. I think it's she used to hang out when she was younger with Hell's Angels yeah. in like the seventies, and that's oh she must be a good time. Yeah, she's yeah, fucking she great. Fun time. Hello, Shannon yeah. Allen, best bitch in the game. But I think she like had a lot of bad experiences with them, and she equates tattoos only with bad people. Well, you used to be able to do that, except for sailors. But if you had a tattoo, you had a history of some kind, of yeah. it, right? Look, you were a criminal. Yeah. You know, that's basically <laughs> yeah, what it was. If it. you had a tattoo, ding, you ding, were a criminal. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You know, yeah. the business years ago, like I said, I got brought into my by my uncle, P.G. Aquinto, tattooed like everybody in Queens. You tattooed mostly street guys, gangsters, yeah. drug dealers, pimps. You know, that's what and the business was back then. And you didn't really tattoo women as much. That was pretty gross. Grandma Rose Grandma came Rose. in, was to the shop. She was 86 years old. She's got to be dead by now. Uh-huh. You know, I mean. She was like 97. <laughs> Hopefully. And she said to me, she goes, I always wanted a tattoo. She goes, but back in my time, you were considered a whore. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if maybe she was hitting on me, trying to bang me yeah, out yeah, at that yeah. point, but I did the tattoo on her, and you know she was really happy with it. Did you tattoo easy across her throat? No, she just got a little <laughs> butterfly. That was it. You know, a little butterfly on her, yeah, uh, on her was, breast. Yeah. You know, it was like a big thing for her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, then as years went on, it started becoming more socially acceptable. The kids getting them got softer and softer. Yeah. Like you Tracy. Yeah, here I am. Not yeah. the girls. I mean, the girls are the girls. But I will tell you this. Mm -hmm. We don't get that many female clients in the mid-30s and to 50s anymore. Yeah. Because then bitches are all getting Botox and fake asses. Yeah. Like those dollars don't come my way anymore. Oh, you know what? I got to tell yeah. you, I want a fake butt very bad, so I could definitely relate to that. Yeah. I, I don't get, I used to do that. That was the thing. It was like, it's the weekend, you know, I'm 14. What are we going to do? Like, let's see if we could pick a cool tattoo off the wall. Yeah. Put it somewhere where our parents can't see it. That's a nightmare for me is picking mm -hmm. a tattoo off the oh, wall. Oh, but this Why is. Why is that? <laughs> really? You know, we go through this in the business. Those designs are classic designs. Yeah. Stood the test of time. It's a motherfucking classic, Camden. You no, know, it's a classic. Like, what? why? Because everyone has it? I got news for you. The fucking tattoos you're picking off Pinterest and Google, everybody's got them too. Yeah. It, it's just a different It's just a different arena for picking flesh. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I see tattooing as different as like I'm stamping my body with something that I thought of ahead of time and not something that 
I ordered from a menu? Yeah. Sure. But maybe I'm just being a snot. No, I think that it's just like a he, different. I know you're looking at my tattoo. Uh-huh. Here you go. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. You got, what do you got? A question mark? Got, with, yeah. with brains inside. Gee, like I could tell that's brains because I would tell you as a tattooer that that's done so small. You can't make that out that that's brains. I could see brains. They it's, look like little flowers to me. And I totally get it. And it's yeah. done on purpose because it's designed by someone that I enjoyed his brain artwork. So I just use that. But I am coming into your shop because I do need different colors he didn't pay attention to the right colors did you say picking flash is that the term for yeah, picking flash, a tattoo flash on the wall i like that yeah so flash is like the actual the drawings and everything okay but see i think that the the difference now between like what you're saying hemda and what you're saying george is that uh you know back in the day like a tattoo was like a classic thing right and you guys really like kind of uh have integrity on your flash and it's like a big thing like that certain artists do certain flash right and there's the traditional tattooing Yes, well, everything with traditional tattooing, like I see a lot of the young artists today, they're all like, oh, man, guy robbed my work, this and that. Like, bro, I'm in tattooing when you had to make your own shit. Yeah. Like, that's how it's broken into it. Like, if we had a problem with our power unit, you know, we would try to go fix it, go to Canal Street, buy Uh parts, try to fix it ourselves, you know. These kids today, great artists, not taking anything away from them. Sure. They got a fucking spoil lazy. They call up, they go on Amazon, the shit's delivered to their house, it works right out of the box. So you're saying you build all your own equipment, sure. like you're- it's Yes, much we more, used to back, yeah. back in the day. It's more, so, it was more underground. You know, yeah, but you painted your own flash. But everything you see is a ripoff of something. Yeah. You know, like I know a lot of the tiger art and animal art was ripped off of Ringling Brothers. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you want to put shit on Instagram- you know, in a, it's going to get robbed. Yeah. You know what, me? I'm a pirate. I'll rob your shit. You see me? Come fight me. You know? <laughs> like, but, that, but that's what tattooing was. Like. By the way, do not fight George. He is <laughs> a fucking... He's a big dude. But, you know, it was like, I guess more or less when I got in tattooing, they kind of took me in, I guess, because like, I was street. I could handle myself. Yeah. What was your first tattoo that you got? My very first tattoo, I was 14 years old. And I got a pit bull on my leg, which is now covered. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? It was just, I didn't get it really big enough. What like, is, so what does street, street mean? This is the funniest ever. What does street mean? <laughs> um, are you meaning like, are, are you fucking around, drinking, hanging out on stoops, that kind of thing? No, I, I wouldn't say that. But I mean, just you have street smarts. Like, yeah. okay, prime example. You're yeah. from Canada. Yeah, right? yeah, what please. part of Canada are you from? Uh, Vancouver. Okay, West ketchup Coast. potato chips, right? And roots yeah, oh, love it. Stuff. Fucking love but, it. But like if we went outside together yeah. and stood on the corner for let's say six hours, yeah. I could probably tell you, oh, that guy's slinging that, this yeah. guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. And you'll just be like, oh. You know, yes, yeah. I have Where are we going for lunch? Like, <laughs> That's you know. so funny. The, my, my boyfriend Xerxes grew up in Corona, uh, born and raised, and um, he also notices these things. Yeah. He's like, did you see that guy's dick was out? And I'm like, no. He's like, yeah. did you see, uh, he sees like drug deals that I don't see. He sees like this stuff that happens. So I'm like, I just need a break from that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I'm yeah. on the train, I'm just like, you all can take your dicks out and fucking do some deals and I'm, I'm going to be over here. But I grew up in Queens, but I'm yeah. not, he's so... I have Observant. more. Yeah. I have more. Like, who's gonna try to fuck me? Radar. You know what sure. I mean? Like, yes. I see someone looking at me well, sideways from a block a away. I'm like, this is about <laughs> yeah. to be a no, fucking do, situation. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. George, I will say this. I've known you for a very, very long time. You are so observant, and it's like you give great advice because of that. It's like you're so observant. You know, like you can read someone very quickly. Yeah, that's in very New York. But thing. I would say that that's very much from dealing with all the different personalities yeah, and yeah. tattooing. Like, look, we. 
have a great clientele, and the clientele has definitely changed over the past 25 years. But, you know, when we first opened, like, I'd get junkies that would come in, try to pull scams, like, the waiting room would have 30 people in it, uh -huh. and then some girl with a boyfriend would come in and be like, somebody took my bag, you know, in today's <laughs> business, you might be, oh, let's go to the security camera back then. Like, get the fuck out of here, you junkie. We're going to make you suck every guy's dick in here. <laughs> you, you know, like, you, you threw them out. You know, and that was, girl was Tracy. <laughs> no, Tracy. No, well, no, I was I not I bet a you junkie. Tracy knew her, whoever yeah. she was. But, I mean, I definitely knew her. But that's a true story. Class. Like, it's, you know, it's... Yeah. You're just in situations that... Did you ever you turn anybody down? Did you ever, did somebody ever ask for a tattoo and you said all the time? No. Yeah, all the time. What kind of state? Because I've seen people be completely drunk. What kind of state do you need to be in order for you to turn someone down? Well, there's a lot of reasons why I'll turn someone down. I mean, as a as a tattooer, we have to save the client from themselves because they're their worst fucking enemy. Yeah, that like makes I would have definitely saved you from doing the brains like that because it's <laughs> it's know, like you can't make it out really unless you you tell someone the sign in the shop that you have. I got this one also, the smiley face on my hand. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sign in the shop that you have about an emergency. Do you know which one I'm talking about? What with a defibrillator? Is? No, it's. <laughs> No, so it says have like that different it world. Says, yeah. Years ago, you had a heart attack. We're just carrying you out in the street, yeah. leaving you there. Just now we gotta you. save your fucking life. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I'm a tattoo artist on a EMT. <laughs> no, it's something like therapist. You know, uh, your mistake is not my emergency. Something like that. Meaning like that you, you know, just because you got a bad tattoo, like, yeah. and now I don't have to fix it, like, immediately. Like, that must that's be that. somebody else's shop. No, that's your you. shop. Do we have a sign like you that? You do, I you mean, do. I've been in there for many, many you know. years. So what was, what was Tracy's first tattoo? I didn't even remember tattooing her when we first came I out. Know. I know. George like, tattooed me. my fucking everything. <laughs> George tattooed me. Uh, first tattoo that you gave me, first tattoo that I ever had. Uh, I was, uh, you know, definitely of age. Uh, I was 14. Totally. <laughs> you weren't a tattoo artist specifically yet. So George used to pierce, pierce. more yeah, okay. than more tattoo. Boy. And then he started tattooing and they were like, yeah, good, Tracy. You no, but I caught that business early. Yeah, piercing? Just, just yeah, like oh, how, for sure. how guys caught beeper business early. Like I caught piercing business <laughs> This was, yeah, this yeah. was like before every Like I think it was, was maybe me and only Gauntlet Manhattan like piercing. Are you piercing with a gun, with a needle? Needle, always a needle. Okay, yeah. 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 No, he was he was like a professional piercer and then you know he was like I want to I want a tattoo so I remember before you were really like taking a lot of clients you know you were just kind of apprenticing uh you gave me a tattoo um on my lady part uh it was with my best friend at the time and it was a, a Japanese symbol that meant friend in pink ah. and you gave it a who was your best friend at the time uh we'll talk about that after oh, but he's, she's, she's probably dead gotta now. be a drug addict <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's definitely dead yeah, she doesn't oh R.I.P. Um, but no, she, so we got the tattoo. It was a matching tattoo. And I remember being in the pizzeria parking lot and it still had the gauze on it. And I was like taking the gauze off and I was like, Hey guys, want to see what I did? And it was just, you know, the, the best thing that ever happened. To was me. it above your pussy? Is it, it was on the like, meat? it was on the meat. Yeah. Yeah. It was on, but it was like the side meat. Okay. Does it hurt? Did no. You take it well? Yeah, I think it was fine. It, yeah. it didn't really hurt that bad. Um, I just, I, I will say this though. When I used to go into the tattoo shop, it was not more, it wasn't about getting tattooed. It was about the hang. Yeah. It, it was, was always a good time. It was yeah, always absolutely. about the hang. Um, you know, Pete that started the shop, uh, you know, he was an older guy and I used to sit there and I'd be like, Pete, tell me more stories about jail. Yeah. And Is it like, like a barber shop would be, but sort of, more yeah. like there's the women can hang out. <laughs> I mean, it was just me, really. There weren't many women hanging out. Yeah, we yeah. don't really have women. hanging out. It was like out me and like there. fifty year old guys, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Tell me more. How was the 
food in jail. Were you lonely? What were you doing up there? This was amazing to me. Yeah, like, no, it I, sounds It was amazing. so fascinating. I remember like, you know, and then, you know, you would sit there and Kubo would sit there, who's the other owner, uh-huh. and Pete, and then like guys would come in and, you know, everyone looked a little bit shady and I'd be like, who's that? And you're like, I'll tell you later. Just shut the fuck up. And <laughs> you're like, she's like your adopted daughter. Yeah, and I would yeah. just, I would need to know like what was going on all the time and then they would go in the back room and talk sometimes and then they would be like, Tracy, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and, you and I'm like, but- my pussy meat. <laughs> but what is going on? Like, what are you guys talking about that I can't know about? Yeah. Like, yeah. I need to know everything all the time. I can imagine. Yeah, I'd be very curious. So it's like where the gossip came from. I mean, to this day, I called George and what's the first thing you say to me? Got any gossip for me? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, you do trade in gossip a lot of the time. For sure. It's like for sure. Fucking, oh, Tracy and I? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like a knitting circle. Yeah. But, but I noticed the older you get, like the, I mean, the less I hear it, like more time goes by from when it happens till the time I hear it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I used to get it hot off. <laughs> now Press. I'm like, yeah, when that happened, like six weeks ago, where you been? I was like, I don't know. Well, I think that as we get older and as the opioid crisis hits uh, Queens, New York, we get more of the... Oh, you heard who died? Yeah. Yeah, you do get Yeah, that. and that's basically what we've been, we've been trading death stories for, I would say, the last few years. It's and like, even, like, pictures go around. Yeah. Really? Like, there was a kid who died recently, named, like, a 30-something-year-old guy. Yeah. And his friend, who's another, you know, junkie, let's call yeah, it what it is, sure. is with him, and the kid's fucking dead and purple, and he takes <gasps> a picture of him. Shut the and fuck up. And then it up. winds up in group chats. And this guy's like 35, so 10 years younger than I am. Yeah. But I have friends that are in their mid-30s and they're like, oh, did you know this kid? Blah, blah, blah. Where was he? Him. Was he in his bed? Where? Or no, they were, the car, right? they were in the house uh, watching football, I guess. And he died. So my one friend, oh, he was so fucking funny. He said, do me a favor. He's like, if ever I decide to do drugs and die, don't let me die in front of this guy. Name the guy that took the picture. <laughs> because, I mean, shit, if I had a heart attack and died on the floor... I'd like to think that you guys weren't taking pictures of me sticking dildos yeah. in my fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then call in the car. You know, you would like to think that, but yeah. I got to tell you, with your friend group, it's not likely that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's not 100%. looking, hard, hard looking good for you. Um, yeah. So what about, you started telling us before the show about somebody who came in, I think, for a clit piercing and there yeah. was an issue... Some sort of pussy situation. Bad pussy situation. Yeah. There must be lots of bad pussy situations. You know, you'd be surprised your girls are some dirty motherfuckers. Oh, I'm not surprised. surprised. Look at who you're talking to. Like you would think you're going, I know, because I come in for the podcast, you're in your pajamas. Yeah, yeah. No, that's how she dresses. This is my regular clothes. (laughs) That's actually how she goes out. Yeah. At um, least it's not me the target this time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Andrew's fucking filthy too. Yeah, I am. I am. All right, so. Comedy chicks. Yeah. Comedy right. chicks. So I, I remember <laughs> I ran up to a friend shop in um, Myrtle Avenue, R&D. I had to pick something up. So I came back. Is this in Ridgewood? This is in Ridgewood. Th- yeah, this is in Ridgewood. This is the, the tattoo ours. artist that I actually connected you with uh, quite a while with. ago. Yeah. 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 With Richie. Oh, Richie. Yeah, Richie listens guy. to this podcast. Yeah, good guy, Richie yeah. Fye. Shout out. Love Richie. So I was up by, by Fye's shop. I picked something up and I come back. And this was got to be like 98 probably okay you know so like piercing was at the height and okay every kind of piercing so i get in the shop and no joke there's like 20 people waiting to get pierced mm-hmm. but i was piercing so long at this point like i was fast like i watch these pierces today like literally three minutes is all i need with you like wow. if you sit and you don't that's what she's you know hem and horn, yeah th- three minutes and i'm good i get in you off out. in three minutes you're out you know so um thing. I had this list of people, and I'm like, boom, 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 banging through them. Uh-huh. The last girl, okay, um, 
I don't, you know, I don't know what I could say. And I, and you I could say it all. I could say, say, it. You could say it all. You could say it all. Don't say her name. You okay. were some comedy broad. So all right. So she wanted her clip pierced. Yeah. And she was a big girl. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with big girls. You, <laughs> no? know, you know, there's nothing anything wrong. But she was a big girl. You yeah. Know, she wanted this clip piercing. So it's like, all right. It's a little more meat. So yeah. a little more meat to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. Clit I, area? Oh, to, well, move, to move out. Yeah. I, okay. I sit you in a drafting chair. And one thing I am is like, I'm very professional. So, you know, because it's my business. So when you get undressed, like. I know dudes that like will sit and stare at you that's and be like, "Why you're worry. getting dressed? Like that's fucking horrible!" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Turn around. No, let your George is like get a doctor. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like a doctor. Yeah. I put on gloves. I'm like a doctor. Yeah, I'm only a filthy animal when I'm outside of work. Exactly. So um, I sit her. In I the, wish we could say the same. I, uh-huh. I sit okay. her in the drafting chair, and she her stomach is quite big. Yeah. So now picture this. So I use forceps, right? So I had to get extra long forceps because okay. there's a little meat around the, the vagina. <laughs> but now I have to find a way to clamp her clit, right? <laughs> hold the needle. If I had a dollar. Hold her, her, her box open and her stomach up. It's called a gun. Because it's like all in the way, you know? And I and I got to think on the fucking fly here. Yeah. And I'm a pretty sharp guy. Because yeah. you don't want to so, make her feel you know, bad. I'm sort of mechanically yeah. inclined. So I was like... Sweetheart, I was like, do me a favor, hold yourself open for me. And when she went down to grab her box, yeah. I pushed her stomach up. Oh. So now she's whole, actually, I tricked her into holding her holding stomach up without mate. saying, yeah. hold your stomach up. Yeah. So with this, now I take the force up, be like, I got to look at this fucking mess, but I'll be in and out in three minutes. So I, clam- I, I clamp her, I put the needle through, right? Uh-huh. Feed the jewelry, quick, smooth, put the jewelry in. Yeah. She's bleeding. Which oh. happens. You sure. Know, stuck you with a needle. Yeah. And I'm putting compresses on it. And as she's bleeding, she's getting aroused. So she must have been ovulating because that time in a month where like you see this. You magma, are a doctor. I know a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I read a lot. I really yeah. do read a lot about. Vaginas. Not, not just vaginas. I'm a plethora of useless information. If you're handling, handling pussy meat, you got to know the yeah. situation. Well, obviously yeah. not useless now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're making way here. Yeah. So, um. So the smegma's coming out, and the, the fucking smell hits me, and it's fucking bad. Like, I'm talking like- Rotten shmegma. Right, yeah. Like, ba- like you know- Say it. I, Dead body. No, like, I, you know- Is it eggy? Is it, like, it is? rotten? I don't know who listens to this. That's oh, that's like, okay. Like, animals. You know, so- Yeah, disgusting I, animals. Yeah. Was a pretty popular guy. Uh-huh. You know, I dated a lot. So I've been around, and Pierce- Been around a good I've had a lot of pussies in my life. Yeah, I've like, yeah. seen a lot of pussies in my life. Yeah. And, I've never smelt anything like this. And I smelt dead bodies before. Really? I found a dead body in the weeds when I was 13 years old, <laughs> me and Jimmy Wilson. We were riding out dirt bikes, and that bitch was laying there purple and bloated in a pink jogging suit. And, and this she, woman's and she pussy stunk, was... And this woman's pussy smelled worse. <laughs> wow. How's that? You're looking at me like I'm nuts? Well, no, this no. This pussy like, was bad. This wow. story so, is nuts. So she now, was outside in the weeds. Now, hold yeah. on. Well, that's the dead person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where this girl was. So now I'm going through boxes of Kleenex, right? I'm just trying to stop the. Do you feel bleeding. nauseous when because of the smell? Or are you like trying to not throw up? I'm just, no. Now, now it's to the point where I'm just like this thinks, and I'm trying not to breathe through my nose. Sure. And um, so I'm stuffing it with fucking tissues. Doesn't stop bleeding. And she goes to me. She goes, "Oh my god!" She goes, "My man's gonna kill me." And I was like, "You what? a man?" I go, "He doesn't know you're getting this." She goes, "He's in jail, but he's gonna be away for at least another year before he comes home." Now, I'm saying to myself, if I'm coming off the end of a bid and I got to come home to this fucking mess, I'm going to kill somebody in jail so I could get sent back up for another 25 years. Because there's no way I'm coming home to this pussy. I don't care how horny you are. You are not 
fucking this girl. Did she have a disease? She must have had a disease. Maybe she yeah, had infection. Yeah, it's a disease, yeah. disease called not use soap yeah. and water on your fucking body. Yeah, but That's it's coming totally, from, totally. It's coming from inside of yeah. her being. At, here, real talk. I've yeah. had chlamydia before, <laughs> and that is a different because you know, as a woman, you know when Does your it shit smell. Or? Yes, yeah. Because you it's guys, infection. you guys know when your shit starts to smell because right. you're not taking care of it. And you're sure. like, Ooh, that's right. Just... You're like, I'm sweating. That's a lot of information. So right now, we know you don't fuck yeah. with rubbers. Yeah, I mean, oh, I totally. <laughs> so that, that's fuck a good. Rubbers. So you're, yeah. you're probably a good time. She don't fuck with rubbers. You bang her, she'll bang you without a rubber. It's a good time. There's been a few abortions. I've learned some lessons. All right, but look, it's life. It happens. It is okay, but I will say there is a difference between having like a smelly pussy that you're not taken care of right versus when you get a disease an infection yeah you're like this smells right. there's no different. reason that you're inside of your body yeah. like you can walk the only thing you're washing with soap and water is the outside yeah. meat okay well, yeah that's I right mean, off the bat i'm a guy and even i know apple cider vinegar yeah i okay, that's, yeah. that's what girls use the, the, i understand the, that but you're not douching with it there's no reason that you need to go inside of your vaginal canal bro, if there is a smell inside taking, of your canal you're taking your pussy out in front of a stranger yes there's a need yeah, sure. i remember my mother make sure you got clean underwear on <laughs> you get hit by a car you know I, I don't you know they want you to think i remember my right. mother in case you have to get a piercing bro, douche with apple but, cider yeah. vinegar but, let me tell you something i'm She's I, old school. I don't like body hair. I, I skeeve it. Disgust <laughs> me. I, me myself. I personally, I use nip. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was in playing high school football, and I'd have to get the physical where some strange dude would grab my nuts and make me cough. Yeah. I would fucking shave for that old yeah. guy. Yeah. You know when he's just giving me a physical. Like oh, I definitely going, get ready for my guy. You're, now. Yeah, yeah, you're going for sure. for, to a fucking stranger. Yeah, like, shave here's your, the thing. Not so much shave your box, clean your fucking yeah, box. Yeah, she must have had a, the disease going on in there. That's what it seems. I like think to she me. has something going on in there that she's not aware. Wait, of. Wait, but the story gets better. Oh, it's not oh, the end of the oh, fucking story. Oh, oh. so now. This, so she's telling me, and I'm like, her boyfriend should just fucking kill someone in jail, get 25 more years, don't come home to this. <laughs> so now I can't stop the bleeding. In all my years of piercing, I can't stop the fucking bleeding. I took a whole bunch of tissues, and I just stuffed them up a fucking box. I was like, don't worry, take it off by the time you get home. Now she leaves. So when I tell you, excuse me, when I tell you, I went through boxes of Kleenex. Yeah. 300 fucking count to a box. I had to go through seven or eight boxes. <gasps> Why but is she bleeding now, like that? No, yeah. this really, I'm just applying pressure, you know? Like okay. just yeah. Clean. But now, yeah. the fucking stinky smegma's on the tissues, no. which are in my garbage. Oh, and now you got to take out so the garbage. So I called my counter guy at the time, who was Gus. Yeah. Gus, great That's guy. Familiar. We could totally go in a thing with him, killed the Chinese guy, only got weekends in jail. He lucked out. Good Woo! guy. Yeah, but it was like an oopsie. Yeah, it was an oops. Like, you didn't see him. He was a (laughs) delivery guy coming out of traffic. He hit him. It's an oops murder. Yeah, and he didn't stop. It was. It was an oops murder. Manslaughter, a.k.a. oops oops murder. murder. Yeah. But, um, so Gus Weekends in jail aren't that bad. Yeah. So, I mean, he said he'd rather do the the 60 days or the 30 days straight or whatever than show up. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's a whole different story. (laughs) Yeah. So, Gus comes in. He's our counter guy. And I'm like, Gus. I go, come inside. You got to take my garbage out. Yeah. He comes in, smells it, starts gagging, getting ready to throw up. Wow. Now I see that. Now I start throwing up. Both of us are throwing up in the garbage. <laughs> and I'm telling you, and this is fucking, if I'm lying, I'm dying. My girlfriend at the time, God rest her soul, passed, was beautiful. True story. True, yeah. true she story. Knew, yeah. Beautiful, like gorgeous, gorgeous, uh-huh. gorgeous woman. 
I pussy even, smell I killed even, her. I couldn't even look at her fucking pussy for like six weeks. Really? Couldn't even look. I couldn't look at anybody's pussy. <laughs> Not that I was looking at multiple pussies, but like I go home to this beautiful woman, woman, and you know we were young. We were twenty three years old. And did you explain it to her? I, I told her about yeah, it. Yeah, you like, know, and, and sex was great, and outfits were all the time, and you know, threesomes here and there. I couldn't even look at a pussy. Wow. I at home. Couldn't even look at a pussy. This fucked because you up. It would. It would come in the in the smell in my fucking nose. Wow. You know? I, I wonder where this woman with the puss, the smegma pussy. I hope now. she's okay. I hope she got some on some antibiotics. Nah, Maybe yeah. she had a tampon that was uh, abandoned. Oh, like even a still a rock. No, that is no. Yeah. I heard that's like a thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, thing. Like a no, thing. No, even that is where. Really? Yeah. That's one like, time, I don't know how you forget it up there. I mean, I'm not a girl. I don't know. Yeah. One time I pulled a used condom out of my pussy and I was like, "Holy shit! How long has that been up there?" Right. You're like, I haven't used condoms in seven <laughs> to eight years. That's so crazy. That's my son now. <laughs> that's great. I haven't. There was actually it formed a baby. Yeah. That is so I nice. I did my own abortion. Guys, you are listening to this, and we appreciate you so much, and yes. I hope you're having a good time uh <laughs> but wait let this you know be a lesson if you're ever gonna go in a compromising position with a total stranger yeah we're learning a lot on this podcast you know? a lot. apple cider vinegar bitch pierces with people too no yeah. sort of uh <laughs> you guys are listening and you guys are leaving us great reviews and i just wanted to take this time to read some of them yes thank uh, you kel from tx uh new york girl living in texas here with a plaque in my office that says keep it real and that is exactly how I feel about this podcast. They keep it real. Hilarious. Still laughing and telling the story of pulling up to Starbucks window while listening. And the C word dropped about five times. Thanks for your review, Kel. These are all iTunes reviews. Guys, if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star uh, rating. Don't pull a Starbucks after that. Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> con, 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 and a great review. Coffee. Yeah. Uh, this next one says, I peed my pants from laughing so hard by Kelly, cracking up at my conservative office in St. Pete, Florida, with everyone looking at the crazy person mm -hmm. from NYC. Absolutely can't wait to listen to the next episode. The next one is Moms of Twins Plus One. She calls it perfection. This is the funniest podcast I have ever listened to. Uh -huh. I seriously laugh out loud at every single episode. The next one by Haley Maddox 19 says, hilarious. You guys leave me dead. And then finally, Ty Gar uh, says, See, George, we're killing people. Yeah. yeah. Hey, says, are. one of the best podcasts is hilariously entertaining. All three of the ladies are funny individually, but all together, they are a force and are pure gold. Can't stop laughing. Thank you, guys. No, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That really helps. Oh, my God. It makes me feel good. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I'm having the worst day. And by sometimes, you mean every single day of my life. Yes. And I go and I read our eyes iTunes reviews and you guys bring life to me. Yes. The you, Tracy, your fans too, the Teen Mom Trash Talk <sighs> people came out. I really They're appreciate so it. Great. They're so great. If, if you want to leave us a review, wow, words, give us five stars, write something funny, yeah. say the C word, yeah. it touches our souls. It's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, George has way more stories for us, though. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Let's talk about the bouncer days. Yes. yes. Uh, bouncer days. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where were you a bouncer? I was a lot of places. A um, couple of private tennis uh, service. The most badass yeah. was I signed up with this company, and I guess in order to test you out, they put me at the Luna Lounge in Coney, in the middle of the Coney Island project. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. What happened? Listen to me. I, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'2", yeah. 350, yeah. big dude. Um, I'm not that guy in a sense... 
I work more with my brain than I do with my hands. Mm-hmm. So it's a good balance. you have to know that you really have to talk people off a ledge sure. more than just beat them off a ledge. Yeah, you're like a psychologist. Except for that guy in the wheelchair that I beat up. We'll get to that story <laughs> next. But um, we will not. <laughs> no, that's a really good story. But I felt horrible. That's to this great. day, I still feel horrible. With that's great. But anyway, it was just like, you know, it was just a rugged place. Like yeah. I couldn't even imagine people wanting to go drink there. But the I, the saddest thing I've ever seen. You asked me. What was the saddest thing I've ever seen in New York? And it happened in that bar was there used to be a woman that would come in and I wasn't there much. They only put me there like for three nights and a woman would come in and turn tricks in the bathroom. Okay. And that's a sex worker. Yeah, that's a sex worker. But (laughs) the second night she came in, she was like, I guess, fucking some dude in the bathroom. Yeah. And she had like a fucking 10 year old daughter that came in and was like, did you see my mommy? Uh, I was like, oh, sweetie. I was like. You know, she she's sitting. She she's went got in the, the bathroom. Shits. I was like, yeah. you know, sit at the bar. I'll get your Shirley Temple. Like, and my heart broke for that fucking. Yeah, thing. God. You know? So when she's turning tricks, is she sitting at the bar waiting for dudes to come in, or is she bringing them in there? Like she was, uh, she was like coming in and just going right in with them. From okay. what I observed in I the see. three days. Yeah, I don't think it was like a bar that promoted prostitution. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was just you any know, bar can be a bar that promotes prostitution. But you're talking, you're talking Coney Island. Yeah, what twenty five years ago? Yeah, you know, yeah, different area then. Yeah. So what was what was the hardest thing that happened? Like, a, do brawls come out? Or? Brawls come out. I worked at this place. This is where I, I, the guy in the wheelchair. I'll tell yeah, that sure. Story, I, don't, I don't want people <laughs> thinking I'm a hard on. I worked at this place, Metropolis. Yeah. In, um, College Point. College Point. Yeah. Yes. It was next to the Time Warner building. Yeah. That yeah. sounded like, I, I remember hearing about Metropolis. Metropolis. Sure, tell right. me if I'm getting this wrong, and I don't know if we're allowed to say this word. Seemed very Guido esque. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Okay. Very Guido. I'm not. I'm not a Guido. I was yeah. trying to clarify that. Yeah. I'm not a Guido. Is Guido sure. Is Guido a bad word? Guido? No, it's not. not well, I should have. I'm not asking you. No. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Guido's not a bad word. Guido's like a stereotype. Guinea's a bad word. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. like, here's my thing with stereotypes. They're no, funny because they're true. A lot of them you are know? true. And I'm Italian. I can You're tell you there's a ton of, ton of, how am I a Guido? I don't understand. How are you not a Guido? Have, has anyone listened to this podcast up until this because point? Because you're associating that I have a New York accent. You with have a New a York Guido. accent. You're Italian. You have a lot of gel in your hair constantly. Um, I'm 46. I got a full head of fucking hair. I'm proud Listen, of it. George. All right? <laughs> Let's just say I'm not trying to do a comb over. I got a full head of hair. He does, yeah. Um, but no, a lot of stereo, like what do you think stereotypes are about a Guido? So this is like a New York Guido. You have to remember people that are listening to this podcast don't necessarily live in New York. Okay, when I think of New York Guido, I think of guys that go around Ming, hey, oh, like, yeah, you like, know, you. like, like I don't go around like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the way well, I speak very well. I'm not I, I saying that you like, don't speak well. I'm just saying that there are, like, I think that when I think of a Guido, yes, I do think of a little bit of a greasier person. Are you wearing a suit all the time as a Guido? Is there a Some, chain? Sometimes, no, you know, I mean, like, chain. yeah, like chains on a window jewelry. Right, yeah, he doesn't wear a chain. I think that, like, my dream Guido is in some kind of matching sweatsuit, which you, I, I've seen you, you know, do this. Um, you know, like a Hanes white tee. There's definitely I can't a wear a matching sweatsuit on Sundays when football's around. Like, you I see what I'm saying, though? Like, this is a very criminal. I'm not a Guido. I'm, no, like yeah. she's saying, well, of course, yeah, I got a ton of sneakers <laughs> in my closet, you, you know. But I'm just saying, this is just. But these are, see, you don't understand because you, you, I feel like, I, I will say this. So, Howard Beach is a bubble. And we've spoke about it before on the podcast. It is a bubble. You don't have to agree with me because you're in the bubble, and I understand. Like when people are in a bubble, they can't see outside of the bubble. Wait, wait. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sum it to you this way. I got. I got a good friend of mine. Great guy. Okay. DJ. DJ Vinny Dice. Pretty popular up here. Yeah. Tracy knows him. Yeah. And I love Vinny to death. Vinny's a Guido. 
George oh, is sure. not a Guido. For yeah. sure. No, listen. George there's, is there's a tattoo that are... guy that happens to take care of himself aesthetically. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's so 50 those... shades of Guido. Yeah. There's <laughs> different you know? types. Yeah. yeah. For those who don't know, I would associate a Guido with, if you remember, what's that? Jer- Jersey Shore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So they are the epitome, top notch. 100%. 100% right. Guido. And then there is the... The trickle light. down. Yeah. yeah. Trickles yeah. down to the housewives in New Jersey like yeah. all that shit. So what are you saying? You're saying I'm in that category? No fucking I could, way. I could see it. No Listen, way. Get the it fuck might, out of here. It might not be all the way at the top. I'm not saying you are number one. Like, I wouldn't make a meme of you. But, you know, and then also when you, you forgot to include when you diet low carb, you're a keto guido. Oh, wow. That's, Would yeah. you consider yourself a guidette? I think when I was younger, yes. There was a lot of nameplates involved. There yeah. was a perm of the hair. The, the Thank eyebrows. God I didn't wear my Gucci sneakers here. Yeah, today. I know. I had them out, <laughs> and I was like, ah, I'm wearing black. So I, I, love, I was like, I'm not going to wear I love guido by the way. Yeah. I, there's something very fun about it. It's just like the way I love... I don't know. There, it's it's fun Tracy gets wet over Guido. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm, I no, love a Guido. No, you 100 do, but I don't think like I, I love I, a good Guido. I mean, I remember. I think that the so Guidad is obviously the female term for yes. it. Yes, I think that the like the Smurfette. height of yeah the height of being a Smurfette was probably <laughs> I would say around like. 1999, 2000, right? I would go to uh, Satisfaction. You know it. We all know it. It's yeah. the nail salon in Glendale on Myrtle <laughs> Avenue. And you would get the longest nails possible. Yes. This is before like the cutesy Pinterest nail art kind of thing. Yes. This was, you were getting were a palm tree airbrushed on your nails. I love this. You are getting the biggest palm tree airbrush. You were getting your boyfriend's initials on your air- airbrushed on your nails you are getting a teddy bear with hearts like there's definitely a nameplate there's all right so now they're they getting fake plate. tits and, and fake ass right that's, that's yeah. where the culture's gone right yeah. exactly but there is a definitely and that was a great word culture uh-huh. there was definitely a guida culture that yeah. i was a part of when i was younger uh i i aspired to be it i don't think i grew up like that until i was in high school and then i was like i looked at all these girls you know just like Wearing too much makeup, teasing their hair, getting yeah. perms, but they wearing looked tight. Look, I'm yes, not saying yeah. in, in high school I didn't have forty something Sergio Takini sweatsuits. I guess I <laughs> right, did. but, but that was just at the time. But that was at the time. Yeah, now, yeah, you yeah. know, like everyone evolves. Like, of course, well, for sure. And I think I evolved. I mean, out of I, too. I guess maybe like there's really no younger Guidos today. I guess they no, would it's be different. like what hipsters. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Guess. yeah. Like, because I see some of the Italian kids in the neighborhood, like with the beards and all fucking dirty looking. Yeah. Well, I think you know. it's uh, there's like everyone it fits into a stereotype and a snapshot in time. I think why you don't like Guido Good snapshot in time absolutely is because uh, in my mind Guidos are also not self aware, mm-hmm. and I think that's what bothers you about it is that like they're clowns kind of or they're 100%. they're like idiots. Like, look, I look at the Jersey Shore guys, and you know what? Nothing personally against them. I mean, God bless them. I guess they're all making money, but sure. like. As an Italian, yes, but I've like, heard, but I've yeah, heard, yeah, women, you know what I'm saying? I've Come heard on. women describe these Guidos, and and Tracy yeah. is one of them. Maybe, but I'm like, I've heard them say, "This is exactly what I want." The hair is done exactly yeah. right. They appreciate the time that these guys put into it because they're putting in the same amount of time. And to them, like, just like you said, hipsters are dirty. To them, that represents cleanliness, and that's what turns them on. Yeah, well, me personally, I get my eyebrows done. Yeah, I go tanning. Once right, a but week, that's you know? a that's a. This, I these get, are my, Guido I get my nails done. It's not Guido characteristics. I'm going to tell you why. My my mother was a was a beautiful woman. She took very good care of it's herself. A Guido thing to very, say. <laughs> but she was a very vain. My woman. mother was the this most woman, beautiful this, no, woman. To me, this woman was so vain that she, when she had cancer, she didn't want any sort of chemo because 
She really? was vain. Yeah, my wow. mother, when they told her she had cancer, she's like, okay, when I go, I go. Can I still get my nails done? What are we yeah, talking but about? To the day my mother died, like she kept up I on her. My mother years. was like the virgin so when Mary. I was 14 years old, you know, my mother took me to get my nails done for the first time. She was very important to keep your nails clean. Yeah. Neat. You, you know? can't and finger blast with, with dirty my nails. Hands, yeah. 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 Like, George, you know, one day in the future, you're going to have to hold up a gun. But you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna have to have the cleanest nails in the town. But you I, hear I mean, you don't like, be a disgrace to this family, George. <laughs> you go get a manicure and you hold that gun up like your mother taught you to. You hear me? And you shove a box of tissues in it. You shove the whole box and you send her on her way. <laughs> and you hope that her boyfriend never gets out of prison. He should hope he never gets out of prison. <laughs> so I. But, but that's the thing, though. Like, yeah. You know, no different than the dirty pussy. Like, yeah. Keep your appearance up. You know? I, yeah, Take I agree. Take pride in yourself. So I have a question for you. So <laughs> before you were mentioning being a bouncer and you and you. Oh, you want to get back to the wheelchair guy? I, no. I don't. I, don't. Well, I can't explain myself. No, 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 no. People yeah. are going to think that I beat up a no, guy in a wheelchair. Gonna, it's actually it. a very innocent story. All right, cool. I was working in Metropolis. <laughs> okay. We had walkie talkies. Yes. I was on stage. It was a very big club. A call came out over the walkie talkie. There was a huge brawl at the bar. Yeah. And when I came running off the stage, I saw one of my guys fighting with someone. Uh -huh. and there was a guy on the floor that was grabbing him around the waist. Uh, okay. So I played college football. I came in on that motherfucker. I slid tackled him and went to work on him. And then people, because I thought he was trying to hurt my coworker, and people were telling me, no, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> and it turned out he was a handicapped person in a wheelchair that happened to be right next to the fight. So when it broke out, he got tipped over, and all he was trying to do was get himself back Aww. up. But I didn't see it that way. Aww. And I apologized to him, and he was so mad at me, and he had every right to Why be was he mad? Well, yeah. I explained the situation to him, but you know, I was maybe 20 years old, and I'm 46 now, and 26 <laughs> years later, I still feel bad about it. I get that. I get yeah, you that. Should. So you mentioned you mentioned Michael Alleg, which I'm fascinated with. So for the listeners who's, who are not familiar, with this piece of New York history. This is Club Kids, right? Is yes. what you would say. And so in the would this be the nineties? Um I would say like when Limelight was big. Yeah. yeah. So this is a different kind of club. Ninety four. Yeah. Less probably. Guidos, more club kids, meaning like uh the drugs, bigger ravers. Yes. No, it was drug addicts. We were going there, we were tripping out enough. balls Yeah. Let's call it what it was. Yeah. yeah. And the Limelight was an old church uh that was Turned into a nightclub right. by a Canadian. Uh, Shout out a to one -eyed Canada. Yeah, one-eyed Canadian. Yeah, a one-eyed Canadian, the best type. Um, and how do you say hang out there? I've heard stories about it, seeing people get fingered in the corner. Everyone's whacked out on drugs. Um, I love how you say her name. Chemda. Yeah, because you say it like such not a New Yorker. You gotta. I, well, she's not a New Yorker. I'm not a New Yorker. But I, I'm just saying, like, I think it's great. Like, I was telling Tracy, like, what's the name Hemda? And I was like, I might not fucking remember that. Maybe I'll just call her Hemi. Yeah. But like when she says it, you put the correct pronunciation on the accent. I got to respect All right. Very, very good. Yeah. I'm saying I noticed that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm a respectful person. So, so then, okay. So, but for people that don't know, the limelight was hugely popular. Like it was a big cultural movement. And then Michael Alec, who's kind of like the head club kid, killed a drug dealer and a friend of his cut him up and put his body in a suitcase and dropped it in the river to hide the murder and eventually was sent away for uh, sent away for the death. But it was like a big scandal. Uh, he's now out of prison. Yes. Um, he's an artist now, question mark? I mean, who isn't an artist? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's a creepy story, though. There's a movie about it called Party Monster, but you met Michael Alec in the flesh. Yes. So two, were you a bouncer? Two times. Okay. No, two times. Pre-arrest or post? Oh, pre-arrest, pre of yeah. course. Um, I was 
going to Limelight. I was a big fan of Limelight. Yeah. I probably spent like a good year and a half straight in that club. Was it just partying all the time? Would you party Yeah, you were going there. We were going there to trip and, you know, you're going there to do drugs. Yeah, That's what you're going there for. You weren't going there for the the trannies. Yeah. I went to dance. (laughs) I went to dance. (laughs) These two fucking dorks. You guys were the boring ones. Yeah. We were so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was dancing on speakers. I was dancing on stage. Yeah. No, it was All I know is one time I ended up in this after hours and me and two friends of mine were sitting under the the tables. Yeah. Like rats. By the way, after hours is after 4 a.m. Yeah, after 4 a.m. Because we got there early and then the place just filled up with, with transsexuals and we were so scared. You know, different time. Yeah. We were so scared. We were sitting under the table. We sat there till one in the afternoon. Really? So just, what know. kind of drugs were you taking? Were you taking ketamine? Were you taking ecstasy? Uh, ecstasy. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a big fan of, of ketamine, okay. to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tried were it. You, I never you saw were, the joy in it. You were affected by the drugs or you were scared by well the paranoia the drug induced paranoia right kept us down there. what did you think was going to happen they're going to turn at that po- at yeah. that point no i have <laughs> tons of gay friends uh-huh. at that point i was <laughs> who the fuck knows we might have seen something we liked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. but you know it, it was a scary situation we were young you know what- it wasn't and also the the clo- the clothing then was something like people would put put together like crazy costumes. Crazy outfits, yeah. yeah, people were hanging from the ceiling and mm-hmm. doing crazy performance art. Like I think it's the most New York thing. Yeah. I would think it was more paranoia from the drugs. Like I said, I worked the door at the vault a little bit, so yeah. all that S and M stuff and yeah, transgender. So you, like I did it with friends of mine. Like it wasn't. So you worked at the vault, which was a club in the meatpacking district, yes. right? And, and the what funny was thing is, you're about how old? Uh, I'm 31. 31. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You would remember you're closer in my The meatpacking right? district is actually was actually a meatpacking district where everything was where you packed meat, where you yes. had the meat, big large carcasses. Yeah. And there were only factories. A yeah. hand, yeah. There were three places down there. Okay. There was the vault, which was on Little West Twelfth Street in the uh-huh. West Side. And Highway. by the way, if you were there at night, you were only there for mayhem. Yeah. 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 Horrible. Yeah, there was nothing. Nothing but tranny hookers and drug addicts. Okay. That was it. You know? Well, sounds like and, a good time. You know, all people up to no good. But yeah, okay. if you look at the meatpacking in the industry now, how you know it as a 30 sure, year old. Yeah. And I, if I could snap a finger and bring you back there, you'd be like, what the fuck? I want to. No, sounds, that is wait, exactly. Wait, perfect fun. example. A friend of mine had a chance in 94 to buy a loft on 10th yeah. Avenue and 14th Street in mm-hmm. that corner building yeah. for 164000 mm, So God. that puts it in perspective. You should have fucking bought it. Well, yeah, but who knew back then? It really sucked back yeah, then. Yeah. But it's not, it's not just like the opportunity of the apartment. When you go into those apartments, they have rats in them yeah. because all yeah. there is is food outside. It's not a well-taken-care-of place. It's not a place that you could even see someone will want to live there. Yeah. It's the same with Long Island City. Or right? Williamsburg, too. Yeah, and it's it's just like, like yes. You know what? Not to cut you off, but you know where you could actually catch a little view of it? Yeah. There was a movie with Michael Douglas called Black Rain. Okay. If you ever look it up. Yeah, and yeah. The opening scene takes place in Frank's Steakhouse. Okay. And at the time, Frank's Steakhouse had moved to a second location, but at the time... That location was on 14th Street uh-huh. in between 10th and 11th Avenue. Yeah. So you could catch the it when they come it. outside and you could see, yes, what the meatpacking district looked in the yeah. daytime. Yeah. Right. Nothing but commercial There's trucks, no stores. guys slinging meat. No yeah. stores. See, that's the thing. It's it's almost like back in the day too, Wall Street, you know, when you went there, there was nothing open 
at night. No. If you lived down by Wall Street, that was kind of like, all right, well, this is a little bit more affordable to live because there are no people outside. There are no cabs at night. Like this is a weird place to live. This yeah. is a daytime industry place. And it's, you know, it's kind of it's a very similar thing. And also dangerous because you're the only one there. Sure. Right. And you're in the financial district. So they, it's like, why are you living there? Yeah. So they might target you as money yeah what's this fucking noob yeah. doing wandering around right. yeah that's kind of like at queensboro sometimes when i'm alone yeah. and i see like a scuzzy person across the street i'm like oh it's fucking on yeah this is Queensboro. Great. 20 years ago if you were here like one o'clock two in the morning you might get into a fight with someone yeah. who's on something too hard or yeah um like just be you're on all your by yourself except for people who are hustling i think yeah for sure right i worked at a club up the block over here 20 oh yeah years ago spanish club 30 30 um, hot girl, like yeah, it was, <laughs> that was like before the fake ass was popular. Yeah, you, you are not I mean? into this fake ass. No, I'm into a fake yeah. ass. Like oh, I like okay. a fake ass. Like yeah. what guy doesn't like a big ass? But I'm saying. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so there was a girl on stage. Yeah. And um, it was a hot body contest. She started taking off too much. Yeah. So my my boss at the time was like, you know, she's got to go. Yeah. So I was like, sweetie, could you come down? She's like, ah, cursing me in Spanish. Uh-huh. I was really at a disadvantage because I didn't speak Spanish uh-huh. in that place. Uh-huh. So I just grabbed her around the waist and uh-huh. I started walking her out. As I'm walking her out, she's punching me in the face. Yeah. So I'll never forget. It was winter time. I get it to the door. She's like in Daisy Dukes and a bikini top. And the guy opened the door. I pushed her right out the door and grabbed the string on her bikini top. <laughs> she's fucking topless out in the street in the cold. Fuck we're gonna, we're gonna, so I got fired for that, though. I <laughs> fired So you're, you're... But it was a bad neighborhood then. Yeah, that was the whole point. It was yeah. a bad let's, neighborhood then. Let's go back to... Michael Allen. Allen. Yeah, Long Michael. Island. Uh, to, uh, right. Okay. To the vault. So I was at Limelight one night. He was working the door. And I said, like, yo, you know, I'm so-and-so. I was like, I worked the door at the vault. Yeah. And he was just... Very like at the time, nothing against gay people. I have a lot of friends, but that flamboyant gay attitude against stereotype. Yeah. And very dismissive of me. Okay. Which. Like you're not cool enough to be. Yeah, here. I don't know. A man doesn't do that to another man or a man doesn't do that to a woman. It has to be a certain amount of respect. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you want, you'll have to give. Did he act like he was like the king of that place? Because I know. 100%. He, yeah, he was like. 110%. The, but wasn't so, he the king of that place? Well, according. Yeah, I mean, he look, he really did a lot for that scene. Sure. and Got that scene popular. But you know what? If you're putting the kind of money he was putting in the place. You know, in Peter Gation's pocket. Yeah, he's yeah. the number one guy. So he was the shit in that place. Was it? Was it? Was he making all his money from drugs? Was that all the money, or was it get, like people coming and paying at the door? I put, who Peter Gation? All of them, like Michael Alec, all them. You know what it is when you're in that business, everybody's got an earn. Yeah. You know, like I remember when he was dismissive of me, I just went over to the bouncer. You know, and I was like, "Yo, two guys, twenty each. Yeah, here you go. Boom." Yeah. You know, 20 each. I mean, I've worked at places. I worked at Tavern on the Green. <laughs> Some promoter used to throw parties there yeah. every Thursday in the summer. And we were shaking people down like motherfuckers. Yeah. What does so that mean? What we were doing was you had to pay $20 to get in the place. Yeah. But there was a line to wait on the line to get to go pay. Yeah. So we were charging people at the that part. Or you sure. want to go in five guys, 100 ahead. Boom. And we were funneling you in. Basically, you were paying twice. Yeah. But the first payment was coming to the bouncer nice. crew. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. I love that. I met Chris Rock there. Yeah. Total gentleman before he blew up. Wow. You know, I saw him on the line. I think then he was just on Saturday Night Live. And uh-huh. um, the 
Drug movie, whatever the drug movie was. I forget. Uh, I forget. Wesley Snipes. But anyway, um, I let him in. I was like, yo, you're Chris Rock. Come in. He's like, oh, can I do anything for you? I was like, do me a favor before you leave. Just let me get an autograph. Yeah. And usually at the night, at some point, I'll go in the party. And he stayed and waited till somebody got me. Oh, that's You know, so I I give him credit for that. Let's talk about the murderer party monster. Okay, what, so what happened with him? We get sidetracked quick. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's by ADD. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good stories. But um, okay, so he was very dismissive of me. So one night I'm working the door at the vault. Mm-hmm. So the way the vault was set up was it was the old red zone. Now that was before my time, so you'll probably find people fifty or better. Okay, that would remember that club. I don't remember red. Zone. Yeah, I don't. Re- I remember hearing about it, like when I was in seventh, eighth grade. Maybe some high school kids would go there, or whatever. Getting pierced. But, um, <laughs> so the f- it was a building on the West Side Highway in West Twelfth. It mm-hmm. was had a basement, first floor, second floor, third floor roof. Okay. So the bottom was the dungeon. Is it a sex club? It's an S&M club. Okay. And then there's a gay floor, which was cell block, and uh-huh. then there was a couple's floor. Okay. I could give you tons of stories for every sure. fucking floor. Are, are people fucking out in the open at 100%. These absolutely. Love it. A- absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't want to tell you, but- um, <laughs> I, It's very curious anyway, when you pause and when you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Um, I, 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 when I pause, I, I am thinking before I should yeah. speak. Yeah. Probably yeah, look at that. Backing off what I should say. Uh-huh. So, you know, and everything's pretty outrageous to begin with, so you can imagine what the stories I'm not telling. Yeah, I can't. Uh, you, you know? Um, so you're at the vault. Yeah, uh-huh. he came up. He wanted to get in, and I was like, and I'm very confrontational in a sense, like, no. I'll, I'll speak my mind. Sure. You know, I'm not letting you get away with anything. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to tell you about yourself if you need to be told about yourself. Uh, yeah. So he comes up, and he goes to walk in. I was like, whoa, whoa. I was like, back the fuck up. Yeah. I was like, you don't remember me? Oh, so you were mad from before when he was being a bitch. I was, yeah. I've waited 10, 15 years to get even with people. Uh. <laughs> My mind's like an elephant. I don't forget. And, and I don't need anybody to know that I'm getting even with them. Yeah. Like in my own satisfaction. I, really, I mean, I tell Tracy's story. She's yes. like, you waited 10 years to get even with that person? I'm like, yep. I, re- I relate to this. You know, and if yep. only she knows, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with nobody knowing, just me knowing. But yeah. anyway, I was like, well, I was like, back the fuck up. Where, where are you going? Oh, I'm going downstairs. And he starts mentioning this guy. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I go, you don't remember me? Mm-hmm. I was like, when, when I wanted to come in, in Limelight, I go, you wouldn't fucking let me in? Mm-hmm. And he's saying some shit. And then the promoter comes. And he's like, oh, that's Michael Alley. You got to let him in. I was like, fuck you. Or he's going to cut you up in little pieces. I was like, fuck you. But he, at this point, like, he was gone. Like, he didn't come there to get high. Like, that motherfucker was high when he showed up. Okay, so he was getting worse and worse. Yeah, like, this was right before he got locked up. He might have even clipped Angel at that point. Yeah. Who knows? You know, but. um, What was Angel's? Was it Angel Rodriguez? The, do you guys remember his full name? I don't remember. The yeah. wings. He had the wings. Yeah, he had the, the wings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he he killed him. Um, was it a bad drug deal? Do they know exactly how it went down? I never read the book. Yeah, I know James St. James put a book out about it. Yes, and that was where the movie was taken. From. Yeah, yeah. Wait, watch the movie. What happened between you guys? Did it end in something? Yeah. No, it just ended with me telling the promoter, you know, I'll fucking slap the shit out of you and fucking slap the shit out. And I used a couple of derogatory comments, you know, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like it was. Did he leave? Yeah, he left. Yeah. You know? Look, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm six two three fifty. you know, I don't think he really. What would you do if he actually filed away in his head and he's waiting to get you back? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Michael Alec, I own Pete and Kubo's. Google it. That's where you can find me. 
the Wednesdays through Saturdays. Oh my god, I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? Uh, it's Angel Melendez. Ooh. Angel Melendez. When yeah. on the weekends, uh, after you get chopped up in little pieces and thrown in the river, I'm gonna go to the river and I'm gonna throw maybe like a rose in the river every few, you yeah. know, few months. Maybe we can go together. And just, you know, in memory of George. Bro, when I worked at Default, like, I loved that it was shady and the dregs of humanity. Sure. Kind of like every city needs that area. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I went up to college in Boston, the Chinatown, the combat zone, uh-huh. like, that was the, the shady area. You didn't know I went to so many colleges, right? <laughs> now, from what I notice every day, I live in an area, I mean, I live in a co-op, yeah. you know, but the homes in my area, which was the neighborhood I grew up in. The average price for a home, I would say, is between nine hundred and a million two. Which is to so people are listening to this. They're in Ohio. Right? No, it's nothing like what you're getting for a million. But two that's in what Ohio. I'm saying. Like people are saying, like, yeah. oh my god, no. your house. I mean, to say that, right? To think about, like, your house is worth a million dollars, right? Yeah. And and when you think about that, and you close your eyes and you picture a million dollar home, you are picturing chandeliers. You are picturing this is this is a home. This is like Six a castle. Bedrooms. Yeah, I'm literally living in a castle, and it's like no, actually, it's a very small two bedroom, one bathroom. Uh, there's no backyard. There's no garage. Uh, you could kind of find street parking, I hope. Well, <laughs> yeah. A perfect example of a million dollar house in my neighborhood. I have a house in South Carolina also. Uh-huh. Would be 250000 in South Carolina. Sure. So if that equates to yeah. our out-of-state listeners, imagine, go look at a house for 250000 yeah. and pay a million for it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's totally overvalued. I, yeah. No, I think, it is that that's, what it is. I think that that actually might even be a little bit off because I have a friend that lives in South Carolina and he has a beautiful home and it is a huge home and he lives in such a beautiful neighborhood. He lives in Lexington, South Carolina in like a private community and I think his house is around two hundred and and... Uh, it is not a million dollar home in yeah. in, in, in America. <laughs> in, well, in real America, yeah. it's the, not a real. The place I'm talking about is Bluffton, so I don't know if we got right, anybody but, listening in Bluffton, but but uh, look for me down there. <laughs> Shout out to Bluffton. <laughs> yeah. When you when you come here in New York and you had a home like that, that would be like a two million dollar home. Yeah, and it's like this is not. So people are listening to us and saying like, oh my god, she's paying eight hundred dollars to rent a room in a three bedroom, uh-huh. and chicken grease is being shot at her. Uh-huh. That's cheap. Yeah, Thank right. You. You're like, what a deal. Yeah. Yeah. But now I look like I own my place for 20 years. Like I said, it's three-bedroom co-ops, not a house. So if I was going to buy a house in that area, and it's the area I grew up in, I would not fucking do it. Yeah. Not for the type of money and what's running around yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and again, nothing wrong with homeless people, but, you know, there's, there's hotels that are doubling as homeless yeah. shelters. Yeah. You're paying a million, a million two for a fucking house. Guess what? Yeah. And the you shouldn't have to look up. at that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Give me the same house for three hundred thousand. I'll buy it, live in it, and, and then deal with what's yeah. around. Yeah. There's more junkies up and down the the main strip. We call it the boulevard. Uh-huh. Like, and believe me, I, I was I was telling her before. Nobody's killed more alcoholics and junkies than me. Meaning, I give them money constantly. Uh huh. Because you know, I have friends that were hooked on dope. You know, I bleed for them, and I look at it. It could be someone that I love, or it could be me. Yeah. So I, I always give them money, and they're probably going to OD off the money I give them. But that's besides the point. You just don't want to have to look best. at that paying for that much paying money. that much money for a house. And yeah. I just feel like the way the city is now is they just stick them everywhere. You know, every hotel you see. Mm-hmm. When I pulled up here, I was saying, 
Oh, I tried to get a room in that hotel one time. It was sold out. And Tracy's telling me, no, that's a homeless shelter. Yeah. A lot of them, so, a lot of them are a lot uh, in Queens and in Brooklyn. A lot of these smaller motels too, you know, are homeless shelters now because, and, and the, the weird thing is, and I don't understand the politics of it, but I will tell you that, you know, they're not New Yorkers. They're not New Yorkers that have fallen on hard times. These are people that lived in other states that are being brought here. And it has to do with something with the funding. And oh. I don't know what's happening exactly. So that is a weird thing because, you're bringing people to a very overcrowded place that is one of the most expensive places and to live. And difficult to live. And yeah. very difficult, very difficult to to survive here. And, yeah. and you're setting people up for failure. And I think that's what's bothering me more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why homeless people don't go- live down south because it's fucking cold. Well, because this is the life. opportunities that they're being presented with. It's yeah. not really a choice. It's not like, you know. Yeah, like what you're doing is saying if I was homeless. Right. Meaning, meaning like if you're on the choice. street. Yeah, if I was on plan. the street, I would want to yeah. go down Oh, for south, sure. Absolutely. I mean, Hemda always says that, right? That you want to be somewhere warm. Yeah. I would like to be somewhere a little chillier i i run a little bit hotter than other people same bitch <laughs> no when i when i plan my your homelessness my yeah my weirdo <laughs> escape from life your I, demise <laughs> i'm definitely in a tent on a beach yeah so yeah like sure. year round so but i just but think, you don't uh, plan that but yeah. I, I think another thing like i notice in the city and i'm not a big fan of cops you, you know but I mean, what no, but I'm, I'm just saying like you know i'm sure there's some good there's good cops and there's bad cops is good and bad i've heard that about you have to yeah. be fair but you know they made these police officers afraid to pull their guns as a person who doesn't like cops and i'm gonna say as a society we have to give our police a certain amount of authority to mm-hmm. uphold law and order and you know what these kids i see you're shaking your head but these kids go out in the street Something happens, they're afraid to pull their gun because they're going to be sued. The other day, tourists stabbed across the throat. Read the paper. Read the post. Every day there's violent well, the crimes. Like, but I'm saying that's the one I read online. But every oh, day there's violent, violent crimes. Yeah. And you know what? These police are afraid to do their job. And I don't blame them because you have a department and a mayor that doesn't stand behind their police. Look, when you make an omelet, you're going to crack a few eggs. Any business does not run smoothly. You're going to have hang-ups. Sometimes, yeah, maybe they don't handle a situation. Someone's going to die. You know what? That's life. There's What happened never to the guy who that. got... So the guy who uh, slashed someone's neck, what happened to him? They locked him up. So I was they, just reading so, it last night. So they, they caught him, him without pulling their gun out. I don't I don't know the details of the arrest, but I'll tell you Wait, this. I'm, you know I'm what? Saying that I looked at this I up. looked at this poor fucking French guy who had about an 11-inch cut from his fucking ear across his throat. They should have pulled the gun out and went to fucking work on him before but they But they already jail. caught him and didn't have to pull a gun out while other tourists yeah. were Yeah, I don't know if they had to pull a gun out. I don't know the details of his arrest. Meaning that they, listen. All I know is he was apprehended. I, so he was apprehended. So what are we talking about? But I don't know how he was apprehended. All right. May I pause this gun discussion? Because I'm no. Let's do gun control. It's not a Any- gun discussion. Yeah. No, no, it's no. Just, look, even if you want to bring it back to my bouncing days, if I'm trying, if me and two two guys are trying to remove you, and you're a danger to other people yeah. in the club, and you start swinging on me, you know what? I want to fucking go home at the end of the night to my family. Yeah. So you know what? Sometimes you have to meet violence with violence. Yeah. You know, it can't be all oh, well, we care about the world. We fucking criminals. You're gonna go out and hurt innocent people. What if it's your if your your boyfriend or or your mother? Mm-hmm. You, you know, wouldn't you want them protected? 
You take a guy who slashes another nah, guy in the throat and you want to start talking what rights he fucking has? <laughs> what about the rights of the guy who slashed his throat? What if he died? What yeah. about that guy's children, that guy's wives? Well, there's corruption in everything, to be honest 100%. with you. 100%. You're, yeah. you're, you're never weeding corruption. But they're tying the hands of our police. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't like cops. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. I have a question. Speaking of criminals, Tracy yes. Carnazzo. Oh, hello. I got to know. Is Tracy different now than she was when she was younger? What what was Tracy like? Very when she responsible was, now. Yeah. So when she was running around, young Tracy Carnazzo, right. what was she getting into? I've never met anyone who knew penis. <laughs> She's getting into a lot of penis. It was it was around. She yeah. had like three boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Like the main ones. Tracy's a big dick whore. Hundred percent. Right. We can talk about this. Right? Yeah. 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 We're just talking about pistol whipping. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tracy likes her dicks and she likes them big. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. About it. It. Yeah. She's like, she, then she was telling me about somebody. I'm not going to say who it was, okay. but she um she went in their Instagram and uh-huh. joined a, an only friend. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. too much about right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she heard he had a big dick and she wasn't pleased. I think I shared with you guys She as well. sent yeah. me the picture yeah. and I was like, I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed. I thought it was going to be like there was a teaser and it was bigger. And then I saw it and then I was like, you know what? That is not worth anything. Uh, I'm not going to really put my energy into that anymore. Isn't there an app that makes your big dick bigger? No, God. I mean, I wish. Yeah, I, I wish I there, was heard there was. But in real like life, that. we're just in a picture. In a picture. Oh, okay. Oh, There's <laughs> an app that makes your dick bigger. I'm sure. Bigger. I would love I'm, that. I'm sure that's just your camera app. So when did <laughs> when did Tracy? straighten out do you remember do you remember when she got less wild or is it just gradually over time um it was gradual over yeah time. i think it wasn't like i was involved with this thing. one guy for 17 years and you know george was kind of like every time we would stop talking he was our liaison yeah uh and he would bring it back together george was always big on the bring it back together he's yeah. like you know what listen this is very very bad for you let's bring it back in <laughs> Let's get him back in your life. Let's throw him back in. So um, I think that after that error kind of ended, it was, I think that there was a, a big turning point. Yeah. When she started to stop concentrating on him, then she yeah. went to comedy. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you. I'm proud of her. Like, like to Thank me, you. I don't, you know, when I called her up and we were getting into like finances and stuff and I was like, you make a living doing that? Yeah. And you know, it, it's funny because Pete, the guy who taught me how to tattoo always used to say like in the... In the 70s and 80s, he'd go to the doctor's office, uh-huh. pre-AIDS, of course. Yeah. But he would go to the doctor's office and the doctor would be like, what do you do for a living? Uh-huh. And he would be like, I tattoo. And the doctor would be like, oh, you make, you make money doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, when it was underground, it was still a lucrative business. And imagine being like one of the one of the five guys in yeah. the boroughs that only do it. Sure. So you, you were clocking dollars. And then he would say, and then you go in the mid-90s, late-90s to a doctor's office. What do you do for a living? Oh, I tattoo. Oh, you must be rich. Oh, really? You know, which meanwhile, now there's more shops and there's yeah. more this. And yeah, that. for sure. So I was actually shocked when she told me that she makes a living doing this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, awesome. I find it amazing. You know, you're, you're sitting here and you're doing Thank this you. show and Tracy you guys amazing. are getting paid Thank for you. it. I thought I had an easy hustle. <laughs> Listen, I've been performing for you for how many years now? You know, in just in life. Yeah. I've been trying yeah. to entertain you. <laughs> so hard, so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... I think that uh, I'm glad that I was like a little bit crazy. You know, I think that was yeah. fun. I had a oh, lot of fun in it. I had a lot of fun. a more interesting person. Yeah. I, people always say to me like, how old are you? How many lives have you lived? Yeah. Like what happened to you? And I'm like, no, no, it was fine. 
Yeah, yeah, I've it lived a few. Fun. You got it. You got it. I mean, I remember even like my dad would drop me and like a friend off at the shop and whatever. So it's it's an upstairs shop. Okay. Babysitting services. So, yeah, 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 sure, basically. sure, sure. And he would be like, where are you guys going? And it would be whatever was downstairs from the shop. We would like pretend that's where. I'm like, oh, we're going to the um the florist. <laughs> we're going to the floor. We're going to hang. We're going to buy flowers. So if you could just drop us off at this florist right here, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And he's like. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah, you guys could go to the florist, like no questions asked. You're not gonna bother me to pick you back up, right? Sure. It's like, no. Then that's fine. So I <laughs> I do th- I do think it, it is important to kind of bend and break the rules a little bit. And and I think we could say this from a place where we're fine now. So yeah, yeah I, I, I but look, I wasn't so bad. I mean I think Me that, neither, but I look back and I say I should have done worse things. Yes. Because I shouldn't have believed the hype or the bullshit or the moral mm. police I should have done I'm I glad should, that I didn't do worse things but I I should have lied to my parents for <laughs> me uh, I think that the tattoo shop was like a really big part of my childhood yeah which is great that's a great that's a great <laughs> sentence it's so great um, you know people would say like well you know how do you meet people, right? Yeah. You know, because how do you date people? And I can't tell you how many guys I've met sitting at the tattoo it's shop. Your cheers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's so hard. It's hard. You know, I I really didn't like to drink. I didn't really like to do drugs. Like, yeah. I, would, I would go out when I was younger. Younger, I would go out and party. And then when I hit like you know my my later teens, my early twenties, I would not go out and party. And to meet people, it's like I don't know. What do you do? You meet people at work. Like how do you meet a guy? Really, yeah. this is kind of pre-dating apps yeah and i would sit in the tattoo Get place a tattoo of a tiger on your pussy yeah, you a you new just, boy what exactly are we like about? you know you 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 know how many garbage Sauce. men how many firemen you know <laughs> george is tattooing a shield he's like tracy come over here look at this what do you like about you know and that was always the fun part and then you know the follow-up you got a lot of dick out of my shop yes yes i'm saying like and then the follow-up yeah. was yeah, george calling and you know he's like so what happened <laughs> tell me what happened and it's like george i'll call Later. And he's like, oh, he's still there. This is crazy. Uh, and then, you know, being on speakerphone, I remember being with um, an ex. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, we had a, a sexual experience together. And then he called your shop and just he spilled everything to you guys. Oh, God. And I came into the shop. I was probably around 19, I would say. Yeah. I came into the shop and George, in front of every man that worked there, was like, oh, I heard you, you licked this guy's ass last night. How was that? <laughs> And like that was my life though. And yeah. that was, I was like, yeah, no, it was really like he's such a nice guy. It's like a mentoring program <laughs> for troubled young women. I love it. Oh. I love it. Yeah. Now there's Tinder. You don't need Now there's Tinder. Tinder. I don't have to come to the shop anymore. No, I want to go to the shop. <laughs> Fuck online shit. Which, why I, is it? You're, you're, you're in a relationship, right? You yeah. said you were yeah. in a relationship. You're, you're in a relationship? I'm or? newly single. Okay. So <laughs> I'm out on these streets. She's willing. Now. You go on Tinder, right? I don't. Well, so I. I have always met people in real life. I'm pretty forthcoming, I'll say. Yeah. Um, and so I don't like, I don't, and I'll make a short point of this. I don't like the apps because you can't fake swagger and confidence. 100%. You know what I mean? When you, and also you can meet someone and have like a fun text rapport. You go meet them in person. It's a fucking zero. You just wasted the amount of time talking to this person, the, going to this place. Trying to connect. I, I used to, back when I was drunk, I used to have particular bars where I would go to and just fucking... Back when I was drunk? Yeah. <laughs> I used to sit there and talk to people and I, I was harvesting dick out of one location too because it's it's easier. Yeah, it's easy. And you know immediately if yeah. there's a connection. Right. Well, also, yeah. you know, you have that safety of like, okay, well, I'm going to sleep with this, uh, you know, construction worker. He's an iron worker. Yeah. And, you know, he does look like he murders, 
But yeah. at the end of the day, like George knows his cousin. Exactly. So yeah. if he murders me, I'll it's be- a reference point. Right. Like, you always I, have like back. It, it's like a grounding. First, first and only Tinder date. What happened? And I got what fucking drugged. What us. did she do? Did she put La Rufi in your drink? Seroquel. What is Seroquel? It's okay. an antipsychotic. She, she gave it to you and yeah. she told you, George. Right, maybe this, not the smartest thing you <laughs> She said, hi, George. Like, this is Seroquel. <laughs> Would you like to take <laughs> it? And he said, yes, please. What happened? And, and then he happened? took it. Don't worry about the carpet. Sorry. George. <laughs> F- fix your carpet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What happened was I was on a date and I couldn't sleep because I have sleeping issues. Yeah. I've been taking Ambien for probably since day one it came out. Okay. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You ask her. Call me three in the morning, I answer in the first ring. What's up? Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. Sure. That guy. So, um, excuse me. I was like, ah, I can't sleep. Like, she was sleeping. I was like, I can't sleep. So she's like, you want this one? This is after you had sex. Yeah, yeah, okay. the first time. Okay. So, uh-huh. so um, I was like, I can't sleep. She's like, try my sleeping pill, and I'm like, honey, tried every fucking sleeping pill on the market. Yeah. Like, you know, if they made it, I tried it, and it don't fucking work. Yeah. So her selling point was, and it was a good selling point. Makes your dick bigger. No, <laughs> no, because I got a big dick anyway. But yeah. right, she said, right, that's what they all said. Right. So. <laughs> Guido. So that this is no, but this is TV land. Why can I have a big dick on TV <laughs> yeah, that's land? Fine. Might not have You're one right. in video land, but yeah. in a podcast You're land, right. I got a big it's dick. It's audio yeah. only. It's amazing swing, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, she um, the selling point was that police and firemen took it after nine eleven. Oh shit! And it happened. <laughs> I was like, well, if it's good enough for those guys, my boys in blue, fucking good enough for me. Yeah. You know? And what happened? You went to sleep. I took Forever. the pill. Mm-hmm. I never forget. I was watching. Well, he actually did forget. Uh, no, 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 I did because it was kind of funny. Like, she fell asleep and I'm texting my friends to come pick me up. Yeah. Because. Danger, danger. Mm-hmm. No, this was before I got drugged. Mm-hmm. So I figured she's sleeping. There was a strip club next door. I'll meet my friends. We'll hang out. You know, then I'll sneak right back in. Nobody know. But anyway, so I take the sleeping pill. So she's like, why don't you lay down? So I was like, hey, I'm going to wait till it hits me because I was watching this thing on um, about music history. Very uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming along to the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm watching this thing on music history. They're doing hip hop. They're talking about NWA. All of a sudden, wax fucking smacks me in the face. Okay. The drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you ever, you ever get that feeling when you take something? Yeah, sure. We all yeah. know we do drugs. Yeah. Right? So it fucking hits me in the face. I've been I'm like, for real. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I was like, this thing just hit me. I'm going to bed. So now I'm I'm walking over to the bed, like fucking literally stumbling. So I, like I the thing that she told you to do originally. Yeah. yeah. So I get in the bed and um, I'm laying there and she's like, you know, bah, pushing up on me. And she's like, I want to fuck. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I can't even lift up my fucking head. Fair. And yeah. I last thing I remember was her mounting me and. Yeah, I got raped. Yeah, definitely, I got what? raped. Yeah. That's rape, right? Isn't yeah. that rape? Yeah, 100%. that's totally rape. Right. sex the first time. Yeah. The yeah. second time it was rape. I'm part of the Me did, Too, too. It was did, Me Too. I did got you, raped. Did you, did you fall, did you black out in the middle of it? The last thing I remember was her grabbing my massive penis and what? getting ready to insert it in. Oh, shit. Right, this podcast, lad. I got yeah, a massive penis. Yeah, there you go. It's fucking huge. What, what yeah. were you thinking? Where, did you have the capacity to think like- No, I was fucking drugged. Like, don't get me wrong. Shit. I was like, this shit's good. Like the next day, I actually took five of them from her. I got them in my house just in case. But, um, in case you want to get raped. <laughs> but in case I have a problem sleeping. But I remember waking up the next morning 
with my face stuck to the fucking pillow from all the drool. Oh, Jesus. And she's like, and it's the typical, I guess, when you're dating at this age type bullshit. Oh, my ex-husband's texting me. He thinks I robbed his apartment last night. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, you know, maybe you did when you fucking drugged me. You left and you robbed this fucking guy's apartment. So she's like, I got to get out of here. It's really early in the morning. I was like, call room service. I was like, order me some coffee and orange juice. Wake me up when room service gets here. Who, what's, are you at a hotel? Yeah, I'm at a hotel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, like, you know. Not a people's place. I got. I only get raped at hotels. Yeah, I don't get raped at home. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, I don't allow that at my house. But, um, so anyway, she's she doesn't drive this woman, okay. you know? So I'm all the way to fuck out east at this point. Okay. And I got to come back to Queens. Mm-hmm. So she's like, are you all right to drive? And I'm like, yeah, even though I was fucked up. Yeah. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there and get home. Did you, did, was she normal otherwise, or you didn't really like her that much? Um, you know what? I don't really, the older I get, I find the less patience I have for people. Yeah. For, makes, for their raping you? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't I have mean, a lot of patience just, for that either. It's a lot of like, you know, I don't have time for needy people. Were you like, angry? Um, you know what? No, because it's just another story. Like when I was. This is going to be something. hilarious. When I was 20 something, I went to the Moonlight Bunny Ranch for the, for the story. Mm-hmm. This was before it was on TV. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm very big into like living this full life and doing everything I, agree I could with that. possibly do. Yeah. You know, this summer I'm going to wrestle a shark. Absolutely. You know. We're going to leave it at that. 100%. <laughs> I think we should end it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Uh, where can we find you? Shout out your social media. Pete okay, and Kubo's um, tattooing. Tattoo shop is Pete and Kubo's. Yes. Uh, Ozone Park, and my Instagram is Big Georgie Tattoo. Big Georgie um, Tattoo. I really don't post much on it, but you see a couple of dead shark pictures. So okay. if you're an animal rights activist, stay the fuck off my. What page. do you do with the sharks after you? I do donate them to the homeless. You know, they're shark tournaments. A lot of shark and homeless stories. <laughs> well, you know what? Now there's more homeless around, so we have more of a need for sharks. Instead of feed them to the sharks, feed the sharks to them. You know, know I've had animal rights activists say, oh, what do you got to feed them shark me for? Well, aren't they entitled to healthy omega-3s? That's true. This is true. This is true. Big facts. Um, Healthy. (laughs) This is great. Uh, Andrea, where can we find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Andrea Comedy 69 Or at the bar on the corner, obviously. Uh, back in the day. <laughs> no, she's I'm sober s- now. I'm sober now, baby. Fun's over. Uh, I mean, I just find different fun. You know me. But uh, you can listen to the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. That's my other podcast. Tracy's been on. Chemda's been on. It's a great fucking show. And, uh, you know, just uh, slide into my DMs. Awesome. You yep. can find me at TracyCarnazzo.com for upcoming tour dates. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E, T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. And just check out my other podcast, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk and Teen Mom Trash Talk. And of course, if you're listening to Only in New York, guys, we love you. Thank you so much Thank for you. writing reviews and keep on giving us those five-star ratings and amazing reviews telling us what you love about the podcast. What about you, Hemda? Uh, we have stickers also. Oh, yes. we do have stickers. Very, very limited numbers. So hopefully by the time you're hearing this, we have some more left for you. Uh, so- you could uh, Venmo me at Tracy-Carnazzo, $3. Um, but just make sure, maybe message me before. Make sure that we have them in stock. Okay. Nice. And my other podcast is called Keith and the Girl. We've been around for 15 years. We put out a show five days a week. Keith and the Girl is on every platform that you could find podcasting. I love you. Bull sauce. Bye. Bye.